Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It is not a preview show this week because all the games have been cancelled. Christmas football is cancelled, unfortunately, for Sunderland AFC. Or, I don't know, maybe fortunately. Depends on your outlook. I'm Roy Fallow, joined to discuss the latest goings-on in the world of Sunderland AFC. Joined, as ever, by Matthew Keelan. Hello. Hi. How you doing, Matt? You yeah, right? I'm fine. I'm good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> You seem really good. You, uh, seem, yeah. you seem very chipper. This uh, wait, I know. Well, I've had a, I've had a couple of, I've had a couple of beers, haven't I? So who knows? <laughs> Just a couple. Who Just a couple. knows what's going to come out of my mouth this evening? Because oh, I don't. Well, we're excited to find out. I know, exciting. And you'll probably be encouraged tonight to say outrageous <laughs> things by none other than our European correspondent dialing in all the way from Vienna, Mr. Thomas Walsh. Tom, how are you? You're saying I'm a bad influence on young Matthew. It's a nice uh, view you've got out your window, Tom, on that <laughs> background. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Not it's very cosmopolitan in, in the uh, the 20th district of uh, Vienna. It's, it's a lovely winter's evening. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Mm. Christmas in Vienna sounds very romantic. And dialing in from Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool I believe that's correct, Liverpool, Jimmy. Liverpool, yeah, correct, yeah. Um, from the last remaining northern tier two area. Um, all right, all right. Home is burning you, around. You're right, you, you <laughs> just going to cut him off. Oh, here he is. I can go yeah. to the pub and eat a meal. Look at me. I can have a meal. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, I'm, I'm going for curry after this as well. Oh, right. Oh, 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 why are you just oh, going oh, for it this, now? Is this, why you, is this why you said we had to be done by half seven? So you yeah. go, go out to, right. Oh, it's a two get hour, this, to, get him Sorry, off. Jimmy, it's a two-hour pod tonight. We're going to review the whole season so far. Yeah. So uh, oh. strap yourself in. You have to get that as a takeaway, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. It's all right. I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll, yeah, it's fine. I'll take, the, I'll take this to the, the restaurant with me. I feel oh, yeah, Definitely do that. <laughs> we'll yeah, live yeah. vicariously through you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Jealous. Yeah, hello, anyway. Um, again. <laughs> <laughs> With a smug smile as he gets ready to go out for a curry and a lovely pint of Cobra. Um, tell you what wasn't a football and equivalent of the comfort and joy of a curry and a lovely pint of Cobra it was Sunderland's 1-1 draw against Wimbledon. Didn't it just feel, lads, like, you know, especially coming off the high of that 4-0 win over Lincoln, it just felt like we were right back to, to what we've been used to this season, didn't it? it, yeah. was, it was I saw, very I saw somebody Perfect. tweeted, Perfect. didn't they? I feel like I've watched this game 85 times since we got relegated or whatever the, <laughs> yeah. the number was, the yeah. quote, and I yeah. thought that was possibly the most relatable tweet I've seen in a while, because literally, even down to the yellow away kit that that they were wearing. I feel like every time we play on a on a midweek, you know, home game against a, a team of jobbers that they're wearing yellow kits and we don't beat them. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's mitigating circumstances which I'm sure we'll come on to. But as a as a ninety minutes of of, of professional football um, by by the players that we had out there, I think that um, it was like you say a massive uh, bump back down to earth from the the highs of the weekend. Um, well, you mentioned the mitigating circumstances. Um, obviously, we'll we'll probably touch on the whole the whole COVID thing. If you've not heard about this, there's a bloody pandemic what? on at the minute. But it's uh, really hit Sunderland hard with um, one place tested positive. Further tests of players and staff have led to another four cases confirmed. And the academy is now closed for 10 days. That means our next three games are postponed. At the time of the Wimbledon game, though... Um, we'd had one confirmed case and I believe seven players uh, self-isolating. 
obviously we don't know exactly who they are, but you can, you know, just look at who's missing from the squad and, and kind of put it together, can't you, lads? But do we think that side that we put out should it have been enough to beat Wimbledon to Spice? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when you... I, we got the news filtering through that we had, like, up to, like, nine players out. So I was thinking this is just going to be, like, a, a collection of kids and, like, you know, fillers. But then you saw the team, I was like, oh, right, no, that that's that seems all right. Um, but obviously... Well, Johnson said that half of them had barely trained because they weren't preparing to play that game. He didn't have them in mind, um, and it was. I was quite surprised to see like the inclusion of Willis and Gooch on the bench, and then when they came on, Gooch looked dead. Yeah, <laughs> so, the Gooch substitution was really was, strange, um, wasn't it? Gooch's Gooch's performance was reminiscent of McGeady's in the playoff final. Yes, just not fit like, at all. Like Should not be on the bench. Like, might as well have brought literally anyone else on. Well, didn't he say um, that Gooch hadn't even trained hadn't at trained all? As well? All. So, well, what's the point? He might as well brought me on. I know he was struggling, but like, what uh, last thing we heard, he was he was going to be out for months. Yeah, and, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. that was like less than a month ago or around a month ago. So, how he even managed to do that? He's one of the he's one of the few. I guess you can't really criticize too much because obviously he he wouldn't even be. I guess anywhere near the squad in the normal circumstances but credit to him for coming out and trying um, he put a hell of a lot more work in than some of the lads who actually were didn't either have Covid or injuries put in who actually started the game so yeah I that's had, true I, I, had com- I had completely forgotten about Aidan O'Brien yeah I was, same I was uh, and then he was like in the starting line I was like oh right there he is and uh, lo and behold <laughs> he's He's well, apparently, hadn't even good. he not trained very much as well. well he's which, crap, though, isn't he? Well, I, I know, not to make excuses for him. I was like, what? That's not him. an excuse for him. And it's just like, you wouldn't tell if he, he had been training. He's well, sorry, thing, listening, you, you, you were watching him, and that didn't even jump to your mind, given his yeah. form, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was, a ch- that was a chance for him as well. And I know like, he doesn't have like our be- better players surrounding him. You know, he's got Embleton, who's like still very young, and Diamond, who's obviously just came into the side. But you're against Wimbledon at home who are pretty crap, that's a good chance to build up your reputation again, isn't it? And exactly, Jim, he's playing at a higher level. He's, he's been such a... And I know he didn't like exactly come with a massive fanfare, but he's been a massive letdown, Aidan O'Brien, hasn't he? Like, just... I think we've he's said crap. it a few times on I the pod, know, but I, what, what does he do? Exactly. What does he offer? I don't understand what he, what he is. Like, is he a winger, striker, and attack him? He's rubbish. He doesn't offer anything, really. <laughs> He's not like creative. He's just, he can't finish. What's, the biggest thing like, I noticed the point? about him was like, how 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 like drastically slowed everything down. Yeah. Every time he got yeah. the ball, like like you like you're saying, Matt. He was he, sometimes he was out wide. Sometimes he was dropped off. Sometimes he was playing as a striker. But no matter where he was out of those positions, whenever he received the ball, it just seemed like everything just slowed down. And like <laughs> I didn't realize at the time, so I felt a bit bad because I was like really, really annoyed with him when the game was on. Then I saw afterwards that he wasn't fit. But I think, like you said, Rory, even so, like it wasn't just in terms of his physical presence that was lacking. I feel like there wasn't really he wasn't really adding anything in terms of his position. I felt like he was almost in the way at times. And it's when his decision making as well, like his decision making as well, and that's not to do with like. Um, like fitness as such is just like makes bad this is just a bad he's just a rubbish footballer really for Clyde <laughs> well yeah because even in like Masters footy you can see that they've still got it even when they're like 50 <laughs> whereas yeah. like you know he had like a minor injury he wasn't fully fit but 
he just seemed like he didn't really understand what Sucks he was out supposed of to his be doing at all. And it's bizarre. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like he will never will, score. What for about us. Will? What about Will Grigg? Well, speaking as well, of people, like, will never score for us. Exactly, man. That's a lovely little segue. Um, you know, again, a chance for him with um, Wyke not being in the side, and you know, we didn't even have the option of Danny Graham to start instead. And again, we just see that familiar sight of Will Grigg trudging off after it, about 65, 70 minutes. And I know he didn't have service necessarily, but if, you know, if we're criticising O'Brien, I think you've got to say, like, what was... I, I, I didn't see much from Grigg. Sometimes when he doesn't... Well, sometimes he, doesn't, he, he never scores. But sometimes you see him, like, working hard and creating things. Like, even in... Was it, was it against... Um, the MK Dons when he missed that sitter, but he also yeah. created that one really but, early on for um, Lyndon Gooch, who should have got on the but, end of it. Like he does things like that sometimes. He does didn't but, really see anything like that from him on Tuesday night. No, but like he does do that. But then he had he's had the same service as Wyke, and Wyke scored seven goals. Yeah, like yeah. and Wyke's yeah. crap. Let's be fair, White's not great. Yeah, White's a league one <coughs> like, player. And, like, and Greg, with all the, you know, the, the, the know-how of this division and the, the track record in this division is just a, a literal waste of time. I, I would, I would have a ca- add a caveat to that between uh, Greg and White. White has, has managers that have both shown a lot of faith in him, even when he's going through a bad patch, mm. whereas Greg um, has just been ostracised by the past... Yeah by the last manager so I, I always feel like I'm, I'm defending him and I don't particularly know why I just maybe because I just want it to like mm. I don't know why I want it to work for him I don't really know understand well, why he looks sad all the time like, so when you well, see yeah. him trudging off like, but you know, it breaks and your it's heart like, doesn't it you and know it shouldn't the, but still the, yeah because you know there's a player in there because he's shown it everywhere else and I don't, I don't know. I just feel the the white comparison is a bit of a misnomer because. All right, well, they're not the same type of player, are they? Really? What I'm trying to say, Matthew, is you're talking it. rubbish. <laughs> and uh, well, no, I'm not all lady. Well, you, white it's is just, limited, but it's but we've, like, but we've played to white strengths. We I do, but it's like well, eventually. Have any. It was like we were so. Parkinson played him game after game after game, and he was rubbish. He's just a bit, he was just a plank up front. But he is crap. White is rubbish. Well, White no, is a bad is. footballer. Oh, no, I'm not disputing he's rubbish. I don't but agree I'm saying... at this level that he's crap. That, right, I think well, that, I'll I, just I don't think then. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. I get what Tom means, like, with Grigg, because it's like, like, we've seen him for other teams do so well. And we've seen, like, what he can do. And you'd always think he's a better player than, than what White is, but... At the same time, Wyke is obviously effective at this level. For me, with Grigg, it's like he's just so frustrating because it's like you sometimes feel sorry for him because he works hard, and then other times you'll see him and it's like, what are you doing? Like, do you even like? He's just like he's like an enigma. He's like you don't know what yeah. what he's going to do, what he's going to produce. And I wonder if that is why, like managers have had like not put the faith in him because it's like. You, with what other white might have his limitations, and obviously he's doing a lot better now than he ever has before. Um, especially seeing as how, like we like we referenced Parkinson would play him when he hadn't scored for like twenty games or whatever it was, and he'd still be starting. But at the same time, White doesn't have that kind of air that Grigg does. Whereas, like you, you kind of know what you're going to get with White. Whereas with Grigg, it's like it's a bit of a risk play, playing him, especially in the kind of 
sort of low percentage game we were playing under Parkinson. Hopefully under Johnson, Grigg may get a bit better because he might have a bit more freedom. The players around him might have more freedom, but I can sympathise with the managers to an extent with Grigg because he is frustrating. But I think also we shouldn't write him off because fundamentally you can't write off. It's not just one season where he was good. He was good consistently at this level for every other club he played for. So let's be fair to White as well with some of his finishes this season. Like even if you take even if you take the two against Lincoln, he gets in the right. He's in the totally the right place at the right time to finish off that first one. And and then it was a lovely yeah, finish yeah. of the second one. And again, like timed his run quite well, got the better of the the defender. Like that's you know he's shown a bit of intelligence with that one. I think. You know, the the comparison with Greg about how Wyke had faith shown in him is a valid one because Wyke is obviously looks more confident this season because he's had that pre-season behind him. He's probably been told that, look, you've got these runner games because, and you know, when you get start getting a few goals, you feed on that confidence, don't you? And he's clearly got a bit of that, but... I think it's true that how can we... Griggs just sort in and out the side and then if you combine that with he doesn't take those chances... It is a bit of a recipe for disaster with but, Grigg, isn't it? But it's just that's the level of pressure that Grigg's under now. It's like you, you, every game, it's like you have to score, whereas Wyke was afforded so many games. It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter if you if you score or not because you, you're playing the next game. And, like, I blame Parkinson for this mainly. I mean, I know he's everyone's pal and all that, but he's like, uh, <laughs> he's got he's gone now. But it, well, it's like it might. Maybe not for our hearts. Maybe in your not. mind, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it was always was gone in a, my mind. <laughs> there was a, such a sadness in your voice, there, Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> really well, like that. Yeah. That left face taking effect. I was going to say, yeah, he's just, taking it. My point is, my point is, it's like Will Grigg. Will Grigg last played football and that like hilarious fa- like token five minutes he got against Bristol Rovers had didn't play at all until like September, and then even then he's going oh go on have ten minutes see if he can see if he can do something. Yeah. But I think Johnson's going to have a bit more faith in him because well why not? It's, it's well, always good to have a different option than if white. we are if we're defending like we did against um, Wimbledon and you know again mitigating circumstances with the team that we had but I think Johnson will have learnt a lot from from seeing a few of those players as well who are on the fringes and just seeing how how weakly we do give up chances as well because Wimbledon didn't have to try very hard to get some really good chances especially in the second half. And centre-half wise, you had Bailey Wright playing, who's probably, you know, after Jordan Willis, our best centre-half, our number one. Like, that's if you were playing a back four, that would be your partnership, him and Jordan Willis. Dion Sanderson's came in and, you know, you've signed him on loan. He's got a decent reputation. So, and again, with like Conor McLaughlin has played a lot this season. McFadzian's been decent when he's came in. It wasn't much of a, like... It wasn't much of a second string back four, was it? So you would have expected much right. from them. I think it was like the lack of the midfield was just proper like it was weak and they took advantage of that so although the defence itself on paper looked fine I think we had a lot of issues when it came to sort of like the actual 
ball getting through to that final stage. So I know Matt Fadzine made a massive error to give away that penalty, which was bad. But I do think in general he has been decent for us when he's come in. I agree, actually. Yeah, I think he's been good. The problem with the midfield, the problem was the midfield, and it was just it was just weak and it was slow and um, obviously We're like very easy, very easy, yeah, exactly. And I think that was the they that was causing the defence. Like you say, it was a strong on paper defence that we had compared to other areas of the pitch, but because the midfield was letting virtually everything through, I think they had they had the work out and when you combine that with obviously the individual errors that we just seem to keep having, like with the McFadden penalty and like with a couple of other times when they nearly scored hit the wood hit the woodwork, it seemed to be that we were making them look better than they were. And mm-hmm. I think that was stemming from the lack of control we had in midfield and the lack of like, because Dobson, Dobson was pretty, pretty awful. To be fair, in the first half, no, I, like, no, I mean, no. I saw a stat, I saw an image today of his pass map for the mm. first half, and he like, you goddamn nerd, <laughs> you goddamn nerd. <laughs> this isn't what the Thursday pods for, Jim. Come on, no, you missed some of memes. I was looking at memes that just popped up. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to say it. But so it's a different kind of excuse. It's just a film. It's just a film. Ordinary film. You're putting like that. Putting a heat map inside a porn mag. It's just like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> yeah. reading just reading pornography. <laughs> For a centre mid, like the, the the shockingly low amount of passes he made in forty five minutes. I mean it was like we, it, it looked on looked on that like he was trying to avoid the ball, and we don't want any midfielders well, doing that, especially well, when yeah. you're in there with with Led, Grant Ledbert, who, like we said before, is 150 years old. So somebody has to sort of cover for him. The, the, the issue the issue is Dobson. Well, he's rubbish, isn't he? But I think you miss like you re- for all powers had critics this season, and you know he hasn't been at his 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 best. You really missed him on Tuesday night. Him not being gonna, in the side, Ledbetter was. I was going to atrocious sorry. as well. Like I was going to ask, was that the was that the area of the pitch that was affected much as much by the the coronavirus? Changes. Well, we were we were very know. ponderous and we were very slow, weren't we? And that didn't help with not having the likes. Of, you know, even sc- I just I just meant in terms. Of, be, I just meant in terms of personnel. I don't like, know. I don't. I don't. No, I right, think okay. I'd argue. I'd argue it was yeah because I think without power and scone, you don't really have any kind of dynamism whatsoever. But wasn't scone yeah. injured anyway? Scone's like, injured. Yeah. 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 Powers, so Dobson powers, probably was coming in anyway. Power was obviously one of them affected by COVID and. Um, you just miss you missed him and Ledbetter was kind of shown for kind of to an extent what he is like a 35 year old midfielder on Tuesday night he, for me he just looked way off the pace it was a moment in the second I don't know if it was the second half or what but he just got someone just walked past him with the ball and was like <laughs> come on mate I know he you're he needs old, that energy around him God he? like yeah he need, he does and he needs like for all you know, there's a there's a criticism of of Max Power that he's slow and pedestrian, but he he does have the energy and he does have the ability to get up and down the pitch. He might not be the the quickest to move the ball, but he does have the engine for ninety minutes. His fitness levels are are there. And Do- Dobson, it's just typical that he was coming off he was coming off the back of his best exa- game of the season. Yeah, as absolutely. Well. And I think Do- having Dobson in there, I mean, he's terrible anyway. <laughs> but he hasn't played for. You know he ha- he hasn't he hasn't played for for a while and that chucking him back in I think the last game he actually started was in the league was the Rochdale game and he was just horrific yeah. and to put him back in I know it didn't have we didn't really have a choice but he's he's, he's crap and to you know 
Basically, I'm writing him off again. He needs to be shown a lot more. Like, if you're only making, I think it was less than twenty passes he made. In I the just first don't think. I just don't think he's good enough. To... I don't think he's good enough to do anymore. Genuinely, like, I don't. I, I don't think it's him hiding or anything. I think he's just crap. Yeah, he never hides like, to his credit. Like he's he's got like a bit of heart about him. Yeah, but he's just uh, he's, he's just not he's good enough. Spot on that. He's like, just not very good, is he? <laughs> he's just yeah. you can't criticize uh, his you know his effort and his what he's just he's just rubbish. Uh, yeah, League One promotion side is not spearheaded no. by George Dobson. No, like they're not that's, paying that's, money for him. It's just the end. What I would say yeah. is though, yeah. like although we might say he's he's crap and whatever he may be, but. Just getting back to what I was saying, those AFC Wimbledon midfielders, I doubt any of them you would say that if you put any of them in our side, you'd say they were technically any better than Dobbs. Well, I think you'll find it was the best midfield in the division, Jim. <laughs> yeah, of course. Come on, come on. But, I don't know. I, I was just massively disappointed, especially, like you say, he's not played much. Surely he wanted to take the chance. and Maybe he wasn't hiding, but to me, I don't know. I just wanted a bit more from him, even if it wasn't. Like I did, I wasn't expecting him to turn into like you know Perlo or someone, but you know you'd like him to have more of an impact on the game because you know he, he, when we first signed him, he was supposed to be this box to box dynamic midfielder. So you'd think that's exactly the type of player who, albeit isn't your first choice, if Power can't play, you play him and he'd do a similar role. But if you look at what Power did at Lincoln compared to what Dobson did in terms of showing for the ball, well, wanting the ball, making passes, making things happen, Dobson did none of that. And even if he's not good enough to execute the moves he wasn't trying to no I, I understand that but is that is that not just the difference between like uh, Max Power who's won the division twice with, with Wigan and George Dobson who captained Walsall to relegation last season I don't, I don't... Uh, yeah no yeah it is but you're right except that I think that even if Dobson is 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 nowhere near as good as Power I know what you're saying I do know what you're saying I do totally but, just uh, run more, yeah. just do more tackles and run more. Yeah, yeah. I sound like one of them dars. You, you stand behind the football with the training coat on and the little, uh, <laughs> no, you know, the, talking about the formations and that. But um, yeah, I just feel like he needs to run more. Uh, speaking about uh, AFC, AFC Wimbledon, whenever we play them and they ever score a goal against us, it's always like only Joe Piggott ever scores against us. And I always think every time I heard Joe Piggott is when I have that like thought of when like. Sideshow Bob's trial, and it's like Chief Wiggum's going. It's like Sideshow Bob has has no like integrity. He called me Chief Piggum, and I just and every time he says like Joe Piggum, I think of Chief Piggum. This is more. This is more like if for a Thursday pod. I know. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I'm just like, oh, he is their only good player, though. He's like, the only one who ever scores. scores. <laughs> yeah, he, no, but if you look at the goals, like he is literally the only player they have who does anything. Yeah, yeah. He, is, like, he is. He's Chief scored quite a few this season as well. To be fair to him. <laughs> yeah, he's had a really Fancy. good season in like in a team of like archetypal just men. He is the only person who can actually do anything. That That's a proper just man. Just man. It's like a, an, a Coronation Street character from Night. Yeah, or something, yeah, isn't a it? villain. Joe Piggott. <laughs> the ba- the bricklayer on the street. Yeah, exactly. What about before we move on? What about the two uh, young lads who played? Not really spot about them. Jack Diamond, who? Elliot oh. M. Bolton. Um, right, for well. me, for Clive, I thought Diamond was broadly fine, if not a little bit. Obviously, wasn't going to hit the heights he did against Lincoln, but I thought you know did enough to if you had the squad fully fit again to keep him in, but. Elliot Embleton for me, um, you know, I'm not. This isn't a write-off, and yes, he's he's young. He's not played much football for. Is he for a young? While. I feel he's like thirty-two. He's at least twenty-eight. Like when, he, when he first came in, 
But but so, just just like oh, right, okay. we keep getting told like he's got like he does this, he does that, and he offers this, and there was a lot of clamour to get him in the side. But I'm not. I'm not seeing much from him and like people keep telling us about this quality and stuff like that but I find him quite wasteful when he gets the ball a lot I find that he's overthinking things and that might be a confidence issue to be fair and the more he plays the more it that should, might yeah. you know sort itself out but you know he has to be held to a standard look at the way Jack Diamond's took took his chances against Lincoln and you know even did fairly alright on a bit of a shit performance against Wimbledon but Embleton you know against in the Wigan game uh, sorry not the Wigan game when did he feature um, before that sorry fairly recently sorry did he he play against Mansfield sorry Jim was it the MK it was either the MK Dons game or the one yes sorry um, yes, because Wigan, he was um, allegedly going to start, and then he was, um, he was oh, taken out, wasn't of course. he? Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not AM. seeing much from him no. at the moment. I don't know, does, does anyone disagree? No, I think I it's harsh. I it's one of those things, though, no. if we're holding Jack, uh, Jack Dobson, George Dobson to that, that same standard, they're both the si- similar age, and it's just, it's like we're holding George Dobson to this standard, we have to mm. hold Elliot Embleton to that same standard, and... Yeah, we saw glimpses. We've only ever seen glimpses from him. That's all we've ever seen. And, yeah, I mean, he needs to get a bit better. Yeah, you, I you agree. Do, I mean, I um, in the sort of pre-season article we did where we all sort of said, well, one player to watch this season, I put Embleton down as mine, right. expecting this to be the season he'd kick on. Purely because he obviously does have the talent. You know, he's played for England and he's... He impressed when he was on loan in other seasons and stuff, and I thought now is his time to sort of move move up. But you're absolutely right with what you said, Rory. Like he hasn't really taken the chances he's been given yet, and you can argue that maybe he's just not developing as quickly, and and obviously he is under maybe he's putting himself under pressure because he obviously wants to do well at the same time. So I don't want to slate him too much because the ability no, is there. No, but just just to interject very quickly it was Burton when he started just so we don't get any tweets Thanks, <laughs> we can get the tweets I just ignore them anyway <laughs> like, like, like Tom said um, I do think that if we're going to hold players who we haven't brought through our academy but are a similar age to the same to one standard we have to hold our own players who we have brought through to the same and I think he does need to be delivering more and I think the hype around him is is maybe overstated, but at the same time, you know, people who saw him play at Grimsby and saw him play for England and stuff that you know that he obviously has done those things for you know that they say. So I'm not going to write him off, but he definitely needs to, to soon step up to the plate. And if he has got the ability, um, I think he does remind me a bit of McGeady in the way that he plays. You know, he sort of occupies those positions, and he is. Like McGeady, sometimes a bit wasteful, sometimes a bit selfish, but at the same time, you know he's got the ability. Uh, he hasn't proven it like McGeady has, so we have a lot less time. That's that's what I mean. Like that's what I was gonna say. Like I agree. I I I agree in the, the fact that his his style and like the persona of him is like McGeady, but he, he doesn't have the ability to pull it off. So he just looks lazy, and he look he looks he looks to be honest like not good enough really. And I think a lot of the clamour is. I'm not gonna. I'll write him off if you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Right. Well, yeah, I'm writing him off, and I think that a lot of the clamour <laughs> is because he can take corners with both feet. 
His corners, remember when he played against Oxford? His corners were terrible. Yeah, but because, yeah. oh, I'll take this from my left foot. Right, well, can you just not? Cool. You let someone who's left-footed <laughs> Cool, take. bro. But is, is, is it going to actually do anything? Right, can you just let someone who, who is left-footed take the corner instead? It, it's like when you, you're playing pool and you play with the other hand, and it's like, I can do yeah. it. It's but, shy, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I can yeah, do Elliot it. Yeah. You're not Ronnie O'Sullivan, mate. Like, uh, come on. Pike down. <laughs> he needs to do a lot more, and he leads to... You're right, that the McGeady comparison is, is spot on, I think, in it, but he just doesn't have the the ability to back it up. He needs to sort himself out. Sharpish. <laughs> wow. Fighting talk from Matthew Keelan. Just 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 quickly want to say, following on from that, that McGeady McGeady, when he was Embleton's age, McGeady was playing Champions League for Celtic. And well, I think that Embleton's well, a long, long I'm not saying that Embleton's not good enough to, to Why don't you just say it? I think that like I'm really disappointed that he hasn't done more so far this right season. Write him off. Go on, write him off. Go on, Dave. Go on, go on. Go on, go on. Go on, go on. Do it. Soft, soft. We're not the BBC, Jim. We don't, we don't have to have no? balance Say on Say something here. outrageous. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Ambleton's the best player in League One. Oh, oh, there there we go. Go. No, that's <laughs> fine, because he's gone to another extreme. That's what we want here. That's what we want. This is, this is, is just so you can have a curry later, isn't it? Just rubbing it in. Just rubbing it in. Fuming. It, it is just absolutely <laughs> typical, by the way, though, isn't it, that we get this result. You feel uh, against Lincoln, you feel like, oh, here we go, we've got this momentum, loads of games coming thick and fast now, this is a chance to put a run of results together. And then before the game, you just get the fact that seven of our players are ruled out due to COVID. Like, the banter Lee Johnson, is alive Lee Johnson, well. welcome to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just so fucking typical, isn't it? Well, yeah. I've got like conflicted so feelings about this because before the game I was like very much oh well you know we've just got to deal with it like it happens but at the same time like I do understand that it's a massive massive impact on the game plans and what we've been working on and all that sort of thing but then I swung around to the other side again when I listened to Johnson's post-match interview because he went in very hard on the whole EFL, it's not fair type thing, which I thought, well, if we'd have just won that game 2-1 at the end, he wouldn't have been saying that. So I don't disagree that it was an impact, but I definitely don't think we should use it as an excuse for playing as badly as we did in that game. And Yeah, well, the EFL thing is, is a whole other thing entirely and probably a bit too serious for us, but they <laughs> rules you mean, regularly. <laughs> mental in it but like the whole thing did look very unclear and you know you can maybe understand why the club thought oh well we might have to play this to avoid the risk of adding all points oh, yeah, fines, cause, whatever because the, the wording is you can't you can't fulfill the fixture you can't play a team but we clearly could do that and we yeah, did yeah. so but, i understand why they'd be sort of reticent to to have to prove that we couldn't fulfill that fixture given that we had a team that, but in fact, none of the starters who started hadn't played. It was no one's debut or anything. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, if if you'd have named yeah, if you'd have yeah. named that team, you'd have been like, oh, well, what, why is he playing him? But it wouldn't be like, oh God, where's he come from? It, the, the thing is, I, I presume it's. I know the AFL and the Premier League are different governing bodies in that, but Newcastle had a game called off at Aston Villa because they had three players unavailable. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so I don't like. You know, there needs to be some kind of. I'm evidently not the person to preach for this, but there needs to be some kind of consistency across the board. Surely, like, if there's a threshold of, I don't know, if you've got six players unavailable, you can't fucking play. Like, the court, I don't know. 
some shite. Be like, but it's it, it, it is isolation, like a number of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah some, have a set yeah. number. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, like the international thing, like the thresholds three players to call yeah. the game off. Like I don't know if you've got six players that have got COVID, and you can call the game off. I don't know. Whatever. But if it if it was going to happen to any team, it was going to happen to us, obviously, because well, we yeah. beat oh, their absolutely. precious Lincoln City four <laughs> nil. So we have to be punished because we beat their second in Can the league. Can we talk about something fun now? We will. Dickheads. We're going to go to a break, and then we've got fun coming up. Don't worry. I'm Matthew. excited yes. for this. Oh yeah, yes, I've got a little yes. little Christmas Christmas game. It's an end of term thing on the pod tonight. I'm gonna be so we're gonna go to a quick plunk. break and then we've got a little bit of Christmas fun and we've got some listener questions as well. Alright. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to some listener questions and have a little festive game, we need to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk, use the discount code WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. Too late to get anything for Christmas now, probably, but you know, still get yourself decked out for... You could try, though. Yeah. You could try. You could try. It'd, be like exactly. a lot- it'd be like a lottery, wouldn't it? When the ITV quiz says no entries after 10 o'clock and then, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. your entry may not be counted, oh, but it may be. I'll chuck it, it in. But it, it might, it, it but might it be, might, and you might, might be at the top of the pile and you might win. Exactly. So if you want a jumper, a polo shirt, a gilet, get yourself to fromtheterraces.co.uk. Put the discount code WMS10 in, che- in at checkout. You'll get 10% off your basket. Right, lads, I haven't told you what the game I've prepared for you is. I know, um, I said it was festive. This it's is going to be good. It's not festive related, but I've called this game Play Your Cats Right, because I've based this on Play oh, Your Cards no. Right, you see? So there we go. So what I'm going to do is... So, Matt, we'll, we'll have you up first. Right, you'll, you'll get the idea of it as we go. I'm going to give you a Sunderland player right. and the amount of competitive goals they've scored for Sunderland and then I'm going to give you another Sunderland player and you've got to go higher or lower if you get that correct you get one point bonus points are available if you can get the exact number of goals that they've scored as well so if you get if you get one wrong (laughs) that's it right well listeners please play along at home as well exactly yeah yeah. exactly so uh, I think your first footballing hero, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. These are all Sunderland players as well, by right. the way. And it's competitive goals just for Sunderland only as well, not right. their other clubs. So Craig Russell, yes, agree. This time on Weir side, scored 34 competitive goals for Sunderland. Right. But Kevin Ball, is he higher Ooh. or lower than 34? Uh, lower. You saying lower? Aye, lower, aye. Lower is correct. <laughs> right. One point, you get to move yes. on. For the bonus point, can you get the exact number of goals for Kevin Ball? Uh, 22. Oh, unfortunately, it is 28. Mm. That's pretty so, high, next that. one. Pretty high, that. See if, you can, see if you can get if you can get all four points. A friend of the pod. A friend of yours as well, Matthew. Yes. Mr. Stephen Elliott. All oh, right, yes. Higher or lower than 28 goals? Um, lower. Lower is correct. What? Well done. Mm. Can you get the bonus point with the exact number of goals? Um, 19. It's 23, unfortunately. Mm. You don't get the bonus point. I would have said it was more than that. But a man 
who played alongside Stephen Elliott, of course, on his, during his time at Wearside, was Marcus Stewart, higher Whoa, or lower. Way. Beautiful Marcus. Sorry, what did he get? Was it 23, was it? 23 for Stephen Elliott. I'll go higher for Stewart. And you would be correct as well, but can you get the number as well? Um, 30. Thirty-nine. Wow, oh, competition wow. to Marcus Stewart. Yeah, he was great. Oh, I think a few wow, like great, league, league Cup ones during the nineteen-point season as well. Might have, might have uh, uh, a few course, more there. Right. And your final one. So was it higher or lower than Marcus Stewart for a man who left we aside very controversial circumstances? It's Darren Bent. Ooh, Ooh we got way. twenty. It's it's league and cup this, isn't it? So a competitive Yeah, yeah, all competitive games. So you got twenty Ooh. Lower. Lower is correct. Well done, Matthew. Can can you get the number? So uh, well I think he got I think he got thirty six. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Is correct. Five what points. What do you need to do before these quizzes have five cans of Stella? That is <laughs> sensational stuff. Sensational. Well done, Matt. So five points as a total of eight boys. Tom, you're up next. So we're Bloody starting hell. with so the I, man I, who... Essentially, I've got to get perfect at plus one. Plus two. Well, well, hey, you never know. You never Here know. Here we go. All right, okay. So... Fabio Barini, of course, the man who scored at Wembley for Sunderland in the League Cup final. Uh-huh. Across all of his spells, well, all of them, both of them, both of them. he got <laughs> 17 goals for Sunderland. Wow. <laughs> Low. But did Nicky Summerby get higher or lower than 17? <sighs> Nicky Summerby. Um, lower. Lower is correct. Can you get the number? Um, I'll go with 11. It was eight. Eight oh, goals aye. for Nicky Sunday. Wow, that's, I'm surprised. That's, that's that was low. Surprised. Yeah, it's quite low. Well, I, I bet his sister not. like thousands. Long, Waste then. of fucking time. So Nicky Summerby with eight goals there, Tom. But how eight. about... A record signing for Sunderland is, I think, might still actually be our record signing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Asamoah Jan. No, and Dong is our record signing. Did he? Dong oh, yeah. is oh, our uh, record signing. Nice. Uh, uh, no um, goals for. Oh, sorry, one goal for him. Yeah, he's got against Crystal Palace. Uh, well, I missed it. Uh, so. I saw it. it was brilliant. Um, Asamoah Jan, I'll go higher, but not by much. Higher is correct. Can you get the number? 10 Close It was 11 Fuck Should have gone 11 11 again 11 goals One one season I guess though Wasn't it Yeah Um, After that I think that I think this might be The most recent player We have in the game Your friend and mine Mr Joshua Madger Oh My boy Yeah Miss him every day Yeah same (laughs) (laughs) Should send him out Love him Just send To us Send him on loan to us. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be nice. So higher or lower than 11 goals for Josh Madger? Uh, Higher. Higher is correct. Can you get the number? 16. Oh, very close again, Tom. You've hit the post twice. 17 goals for Josh Madger. 16, if I remember rightly, it's 16 in the league, and then he got that one against Morecambe, which I was there at. Bloody hell. And finally... Jack Diamond played as well, do we, for that? Very... 
Very respectable if you can if you make it to the end, Tom, and you've got one more to make it to the end to get the minimum okay. four okay. points. Okay. Higher than seventeen goals or lower than seventeen goals is Stephen Fletcher. Ooh, Another record signing at the time one, as well, I believe. 17. God, we've wasted some money. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, really... I like Stephen Fletcher. I'll go I'll go higher. Higher is correct. Can you tie yes. Matt? Can one you've hit the post twice and been one out? Hmm. Twenty six. Twenty three. Uh, oh, I had twenty three in my head. Well why didn't oh. you say it then? But four points oh. is very respectable. Very respectable indeed. So Jim. Starting with Big pressure now, lad. One of one of my favourite Sunderland players from the modern era. Mr. Stefan Sessignon has Tom's 18 goals for Sunderland. But is that higher or lower than friend of the pod, Kevin Kyle? Oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's gone lower and he's correct. Ooh. Can you get the number there, Jim? Kyle, 26. Ooh, quite far off. 17, Kevin Kyle. Next player. Is it higher or lower? For a man who played alongside Stephen Fletcher, who's just mentioned there, Mr. Connor Wickham. Higher than Wickham. So Wickham was lower. So wait, wait there, you're going, Connor Wickham, is, is he scored Sorry, less yeah. goals Wickham or more scored goals? less goals. Sorry. You are correct. Connor Wickham is lower. Can you get the number of goals? 12. Incorrect, I'm afraid it's 15 goals. Not far off, not far off with that one. And the next one is a bit South South American flair for you here. Julio Arca. Ooh. Is it higher or lower than 15? Higher. Higher is correct. On the verge of getting all four, but can you get the bonus point on Julio Arca? 21. Again, you're getting closer. 23 for Julio Arca. And your final player, a man who, like Julio Arca, occupied left wing and left back. One of his goals, of course, a famous winner against Newcastle, a bullet free kick. Mr. Kieran Richardson. Lower. Lower is correct, and to tie Matthew Keelan, <laughs> to take it to the tie-break question, Whoa, tie break, can you get eh? the number of goals, Jim? Pressure's on. I reckon it's going to be lower than I think, so I think he's going to be 14. You've, you've hit the ball there, Jim. It's gone off the inside of the post. Oh. Oh. And it's bounced out. It was 15. Oh, yeah! oh, no. Matthew Keelan, six pints deep, wins, playoff, <laughs> right. Well done, fair play. For a bit of fun, Bra- for a bit of fun, do you want the tiebreak question? Yeah, yeah go on. Yeah, 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 of course. The tiebreak que- question was Conor McLaughlin's career goals. <laughs> Does anyone want to offer Four. a guess? Eight. Eight for uh, Matthew. I'll go four. I'll go four Tom. Eleven. An 11 from Jim. No one correct, I'm afraid. It's a 9. Very well. That's pretty high. 
I also had, just in case I went to another tiebreak, his international caps are 36 and he's got one goal for Northern Ireland there Lovely as goal. well. But hope you enjoyed listening to that and playing along at home. Play your, play your cats right. I'm sticking with that. What do I win? Um, you win a couple of beers. Coronavirus. Because I, because I owe oh, you them. Great, so thanks, you Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Max Power's going to come around and lick you. <laughs> yeah, why not? He's getting licked by I Max mean, if you're going to get COVID from anyone, why not get it from Max? Well. Let's have a few listener questions before we get out of here. We were light on content, so, you know, we put Can out you the, tell? The, the, we're the never usual. light on content, yeah, mate. Exactly. We can just talk um, all night. <laughs> well, we can if you want. Jim's got to go for his curry in a couple of minutes. No, fuck him. Oh, he can stay it. with us and talk. <laughs> Sorry, about... Don't worry, table's, table's not till eight. I've got time. I've got time. Oh, oh, t- okay, oh I've got fine. a table. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. Have it on Piss your off. knee like a real man. Yeah. Have it alone in your flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the rest Have of us. Have it while crying. Seasoned I do in hope tears. I do hope it's not very nice. Like dinner date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dinner date. Okay. Right, let's have some listener questions anyway. We've got one from Daryl Gray who's saying he wants more analysis of Pomo, Bomb, Bomb Alley, Slip and Slide and Corridor of Confusion. What other names would you add to other areas on the pitch? Anyone got any shouts? Yeah, I've got one for this. I'd say the in our own half, the danger zone, I'd call nice. it, when Lee Catmull's played. Nice. You know the area where he yeah, slapped nice. Jack Colback that, that for his yeah. year? Sort of... Like, yeah. Yeah. Sort of Bordering, bordering on the final third and the middle third, just that sort of central area. I'd call that the danger zone if Cats is playing. I would also say the same thing, but when we were playing under Gus Poyet, where we just played along the back line and just wait for someone to pass it to the opposition and score. So. Which Campbell did once when we did that against Aston Villa. Yeah, I, I, was, I was so hung over that game and it was like sideways sleet. It was, what an awful day. Year's that. day. That yeah. Game. Yeah, Grim. Yeah, that was very Me and my mum my mom and dad trying to have a nice time. Me just, like, so <laughs> Ruining it. <laughs> just, Great. like, nice can't vibe, even it's good. Yeah, It's a good I vibe. Like it's a good vibe. I would call... It's not an area of the pitch, but in the air, could we call that the blue sky zone? Oh, sure. That's good. No, but yeah. Lee Johnson would like that, Tom. That's like, good. I know, I know, but every time I hear it, like, the, that kind of blue sky thing, it, it, it puts a shudder down my spine. I would um, I would call it uh, when you're playing out when you're playing out from the back from the goalkeeper very quickly I'd call that the elevator pitch <laughs> oh yeah oh, okay. nice oh, okay. that's very good he's so far very outside strong. of the box he doesn't know where the box is sadly he's playing <laughs> centre back so it's a bit of an issue <laughs> sadly he's the goalkeeper <laughs> oh fucking hell Remy Matthews you're right <laughs> <laughs> We've been asked by Harry Johnson. Um, will you do a Just a Man Eleven? Yes, we will. While there's no games, and I think we've got to do this, don't we, Matt? You know, Agree. we did the Banter Eleven a year ago, so this is maybe this is our new festive tradition that we do. You know, silly Sunderland Elevens. Maybe I think are you so, just going to uh, name the. Are you just going to name the current eleven? No. Well, that would be the challenge be because stupid. the rule of the banter eleven was we couldn't name too many from the championship relegation mm. squad. Mm-hmm. So it would be trying to fit it around like not as many like League One players as possible. We might yeah. have to go a bit further back in time for this. I think though, mm. that might. Not. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to delve into the. If any, if you can hear anything in the background, by the way, the dogs um, decided that he wants to knock some baubles off the Christmas tree. Oh, that's nice. um, so that's what that is. But yeah, I think the um, the just a man eleven is something we can do in the next few weeks, Rory. Surely, yeah, surely we can get that sorted. Maybe a nice between Christmas and New Year. Oh, that'd be we'll nice. see. We'll, we'll see. see. 
Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, we're being asked by Eleanor what our favourite coffee chain is. Mm. So chain, I'm chain. guessing that's, you know, your, your Starbucks, your Costas, your Pretz. Would you include um, Greg's in that as well? You know? uh, controversial controversial opinion, um, but I'd go with... Um, like McDonald's is coffee is really nice. It's the only thing oh, that's the nice. Yeah. It's not bad. The yeah. chain coffee, yeah. Uh, nice. Costa for me, I think. Soon, Pret, actually, Pret for I'm me. Go tomorrow. I, I think near. I think like because I quite like it strong. So I think Nero's is for me. I, I really do like Nero's, but I think I, I'd, I'd, I'd say either Mackey's like Tom or Greg's coffee's also really good. I think because the price point is just significantly lower than what you get from your mm. your actual coffee chains i think that yeah if you want Nero's, just a coffee i'd, I'd pay for yeah. Nero's coffee but i wouldn't buy starbucks or costa above a greg's or a mackey's i'd go costa costa for costa's, me costa's, costa's like me. mid mid table europa league for costa's me, flat like... whites a costa flat whites really good pret and nero pret's great league, but it's still, yeah, it's nero's still... black coffee black americano it's it just i mean yeah. I should point out that I now live in a city that's renowned for its cafe culture and coffee houses, <laughs> and I've just said McDonald's. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've so, really you haven't been know. there very long. You represent, yeah. representing the no. bits of road, though, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. No, no, but apparently when, it, when everything reopens again, I'm going to treat myself to a nice melange in uh, Café Lanterman. Which, Ooh, is gonna, which is going to cost sexy. me God knows how much That'll money. That'll be nice for you in June. It's foreign monopoly money, man. You're all right. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it million, don't count. Yeah, it's free anyway. Tom just on a permanent holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I went on holiday the other year and it lasted yeah, for like four months? For thousands. <laughs> we'll end on this question from Matthew at MJackRow 1989. Top three SAFC banter moments since you've been relegated into League One. Um, I'll throw a few Ooh, at you while hell. you consider some. The Parky substitution on Boxing Day last year. Oh, that was yeah. mine. That was mine, Tom. man. Oh, sorry, Tom. Sorry. Uh, Will Grigg in general, I think that's... Mm. Specifically, show, he's missed it? the open goal miss. Who was that against last... Was it last season or was it the... Oh, Blackpool. Blackpool, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or when, he, when he beat the keeper. Yeah, because that was, that was like after he just came in, wasn't it? And you know you had Josh Madger going out as well and... Just after you'd kind of gotten over it, then Sunderland Till I Die came out and you saw the cringy, like, phone cutting, like, Stuart Donald and terrible. Richard Hill diving on each other Awful and stuff that. like that. Absolutely terrible. And Charlie Methvin, in general, a director who just hates the fans as well. Yeah. Uh, um, and Stanley getting rained off. Stanley getting rained off. Um, abandoned yeah, after yeah. 75 minutes. Yeah, great show. Good a, posi- show. a positive I, I, moment would be that random mag who played for Walsall celebrating in front of our fans when he scored, and then oh, Andy Cook. Uh, was it Honey Honey when equalised, oh, yeah. and then and then uh, the, the, some, some kind of back happened, to him. It was really good. Honeyman uh, fighting the whole Wick- Wickham bench was quite good. That was well. good. Yeah. Started starting like in Fenway as well, didn't he? That was class. He did. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Uh, well, I have two. I'm trying to think of the other one because oh yeah, they both. Well, they both involve ourselves. Uh, first, the the watching our promotion automatic promotions hope go up in smoke, which with the Fleetwood Sea Chanty playing in the yes. in the background, <laughs> and also. Uh, the wise men say day out at Bradford where <laughs> we did a lot of mouthing off and told some Bradford fans we bought your best striker and we don't even need him 
And yeah, now it's going to bite us on the arse because he's now our best striker <laughs> and we very much do need him. He is. It really does make it a banter moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, but then uh, Phil Parkinson uh, bantered off Bradford during the week. Bantamed them off, if you will. Oh, nice. What did, mm-hmm. what did he do during the week? Well, he just said, I don't want to take the job. <laughs> Oh, great. I don't want to come back. <laughs> so it does sound like Parky's riding again. Um, Sunderland will ride again <laughs> eventually when we can play football again. Um, I don't know what's going to be going on podcast-wise with lack of games. Obviously, there'll be no reaction pods until they're back. I know. We're so sorry. There's another podcast you can listen to in the meantime. Though. I know what to do. Hey, I know is. what to do. And Pick a random League One game and react to that instead. So just but like not any game. Not- Oh, but then I've got to pay for a random oh, league. I'm not doing game, that, though, Jimmy. Okay, just just like, could, read tweets we, about it. Oh, okay, like, we follow, could do follow that. Follow both teams and read their tweets and react to it. We yeah, could yeah, like we react to the Max getting like well, walloped off Leeds the other night. Well, we'll have to get Stephen on for that one. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Local hero. Local hero. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, we might have something before Christmas for you. We're, we're trying to formulate ideas. Um, but, you know, there's no game, so that does make content a little bit difficult. But, you know, we got creative during the pandemic, didn't we? Hopefully we've not, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> desperate strained every little bit of idea out of our brains. But we're we're going to find more Danny Dyer films for you yeah. to listen to, yeah. Right, as soon as we get off, get off the pod, Tom's going to go and do that. We'll be back very soon. If not, you know, enjoy not having to watch Sunderland for a little bit. Enjoy not having that bit of stress in your life. But as ever, thank you very much for listening.